What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lazy Boy QBs podcast. This is episode 80. Um, shout out Jerry Rice. Uh, we were trying to come up with, sometimes before every episode, we kind of just chit-chat, get the get the mind flowing about who wore whatever number episode we're doing. And we couldn't come up with anyone for 80. And then Ryder, who I'm going to go ahead and introduce now, the one, the only, the greatest co-host, um, mentioned, hey, I think Jerry Rice wore 80. So it would it, we probably should have thought of him immediately, but you know, hey, we make mistakes sometimes. With that being said, boss, how are you doing on this fine day? Chad, I am outstanding. <laughs> you know, you like, like that intro? Before, I, well, one hundred percent, right? I, I appreciate <laughs> the the shout out. Uh, it kind of shows my age a little bit. I, I I did catch Jerry Rice kind of playing in that back end of his career with the Raiders, um, with him and Tim Brown together. And yeah, Rich Gannon. That was uh, horrible. But uh, no, hey, I'm I'm uh I'm riding on a five game winning streak right now, man. I'm outstanding. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And speaking of the Dolphins, we're gonna get into Homer Corner in a second. But before we do that, boss, we have some business to take care of. All right, all right, all right. Seven five seven three three six three zero five seven eight six three zero one. We salute you. Nine five four five six one didn't make the cut today, Chad. I'm sorry. Damn. Well, you know what's crazy though is isn't making, isn't getting shouted out as not making the cut still making it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. You're, you're getting <laughs> negative recognition. I know okay. people tell me you know anytime a recognition is a recognition, yeah. it's publicity, but I don't believe in that. As, you know, I was gonna a say, scrub, you're a scrub. I don't care how much publicity you get. <laughs> Ben Simmons. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> and you're not even a Sixers fan. You're not hey, even man, a Sixers got, fan. Hey, we can talk we can talk about this offline, but I got a big deal. I know, like, I got some thoughts on this whole, they're talking about Ben Simmons getting traded to, to Portland. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. No, 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 no. We're going to stop because I know we're going to go in a row. Wow. We I was going to say, we could do two hours on this alone because... I think it. you sound very negative uh, about it. I'll just quickly say I would think it wouldn't be the worst deal in the world for Portland, depending on what other oh. offers they have. I'm just saying. Ben Simmons, for as much as I don't like him, is still better than a lot of NBA players or the prospect that a lot of NBA picks are going to end up turning out to be also. Because even if you're giving up a good pick... It's not a guarantee that that pick's going to turn into a borderline all-star player, which is what Ben Simmons I, I, is, no matter what his flaws are, even though those flaws I are very he, exaggerated as well. I, I don't think his flaws are exaggerated. Dude is a crybaby. No, no, no. no. I'm, I, I'm saying exaggerated. As, I mean, like, they're, he takes them to the next level. He takes them to the next gotcha. level. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Because of how, how he handles them, like you said, with the attitude stuff and all that. So, but, um, let's move on to, let's move back to the football. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I don't want us to get too derailed, uh, which will be kind of hard for us. Not going to lie, but we're going to start off with Homer corner as we do every episode. Um, boss, it's cool. If we start off with Dallas, since we played, you know, the furthest back Thursday night. Yeah. yeah. So Thursday night win for my Cowboys, 27, 17 over the saints. Um, very critical win for us. We had, Dropped three out of four, uh, brought us back to eight and four, and and you know with everything else that happened on Sunday, secured a two game lead for us in the division. 
or kept a two-game lead for us in the division. Um, uh, And this game really, to me, sadly enough, came down to one thing, and that was the fact that Taysom Hill was playing quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Um, And I told you, I think, I can't remember if it was Sunday when we were talking or whenever. Um, You know, I I feel bad. I always bombard you with these random phone calls just to talk football for 45 minutes. Don't ever feel bad. Uh, Don't ever feel bad. (laughs) Hey, you guys heard it. I should never feel bad then anymore. Um, But in one of those conversations, I was like, yeah, I think for a second uh, I was worried. And then I realized I'm going against Taysom Hill. So no matter how bad I thought it was, he ended up playing horrible four interceptions, uh, including three straight possessions in the second half, the third of which was a pick six by Carlos Watkins. Um, but, boss, you you watched the game from a much more neutral perspective. Uh, what did you see in this one? Well, I, I saw kind of what I hoped to see from the Dallas Cowboys, right? Okay. Um, after the loss the previous Thursday to the Raiders, you know, everybody's confidence in the Cowboys, a lot of people's confidence in the Cowboys, I would say, kind of kind of shattered a little bit, you know, yeah. or at least was penetrated. For sure. I, 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 was, I was feeling a little bit weird about it. And then, you know, going into, into New Orleans on a Thursday night, granted you had a full week's rest, yeah. kind of weird, right? You know, um, the Saints, to me, are a very good football team, Chad. But the problem is this year, um, they're kind of having the the quarterback, you know, the, kind of the the, the the New England Patriots last year. You just lost your quarterback, yeah. right? You just lost a quarterback that's going to be wearing a golden jacket in in, in a few years. Um, Taysom Hill. Just to be clear, you're talking about. Just to be clear, you're talking about Breeze, not the Jameis Winston injury, yes. right? No, okay. no, 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 <laughs> Drew Breeze. So he, okay. He's gone. Just um, making sure. But, but you got Taysom Hill lo- did not win this starting job in the beginning of the year. It was yeah. Jameis Winston. Right, yep. and to me, Jameis Winston is a step above Taysom Hill. Yeah, this agreed. Team is super banged up at this point. Yeah, super banged up. Missing so both the of their ta- like, both starting tackles, Marshawn Lattimore yep. out as well. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, one of their other corners or secondary players was out as well. Um, uh, Char- but uh, Garner Johnson, I think, was out. Uh, yeah, no Ryan Ramchek, no Alvin Kamara, no Teron Armstead. Already- yeah. This team is already, you know, lacking on the weapons, and and uh, and it has a bunch of injuries. So of course, I expected the Cowboys to come in and kind of win this game and dominate. And as as much as it didn't seem like the Cowboys completely dominated the game, it they did dominate the game because I felt like the Saints had no chance with chasing him in there. Maybe that first that first drive that he had. He looked yeah. a little bit dangerous. Got a few completions. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. After that, Cowboys settled down. Nice him. The only big observation is this whole Zeke, Tony Pollard thing. It's just like Pollard is way more explosive than Zeke. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, and you know I'm glad you brought that up because I was watching the game with uh, two of my two of my dearest Cowboys friends. My my brother Ethan. Shout out. And then my best friend, Daniel, shout out to him as well. Uh, and the three of us are sitting there talking and we kind of stumbled upon this conversation as well. And it's just to me, they're a they're a duo that 
you know, I get it. Tony Pollard is the sexier pick, and he looks better. And whenever he's in there, it seems like it's always an eight to ten yard run. I mean, he had the big, uh, he had the sixty yarder against the Saints, where he yep. just outran Marcus Williams, who took the worst angle possible. Uh, looked like he was anticipating a cutback, but the cutback never happened, and Pollard just ran right by him. So I understand that from a from a neutral perspective who's just watching for excitement. But to me, Zeke is still the kind of the guy that can stir the drink for that offense, right? Because we talk about a spread system all the time. The key with the spread system um, is, is the back, and the back makes the spread. Because the back, depending on what the back skill set is, can tell you what the offense is going to do. When Zeke is in there, they have a full playbook every single time. Because Zeke is the best pass-blocking running back in the NFL. I've been saying that for years and years. Um, he's expanded his game, his receiving game, which he's kind of shown. I mean, he showed on that on that crucial third down that he was able to convert in the Minnesota win um, mm-hmm. with Cooper Rush. And, uh, and most of all, he d- delivers the body blows to the defense that kind of wear him down. Not quite to the level that we saw the Patriots give to the Bills, but, you know, something like that, which I think allows Pollard to then be able to take advantage of the, of the tired defenses more so. No, I think you have a great point there. I'm just saying that in today's NFL, somebody's going to buy that fool's gold because he just looked, like you said, he looks more explosive. And, I, and, and you're probably right. Part of that, expo- the way that he looks is because maybe the defense is a little bit worn out because yeah. already Zeke already did to them. So I don't know, man. I, I think he's going to get paid. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to pay Pollard, especially because of what you already paid Zeke. So, Absolutely. Um, this, this dude is going to get borderline. This dude is going to get top 10 running back money when he hits the market. Man, that'll be crazy, but I could see it happening. I could see a bad team with cap space that summer talking them or that spring talking themselves into it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't call Miami a bad team. <laughs> no, I don't think it'll be you guys. Since the Byron Jones contract, you've learned not to sign ex Cowboys. Um, what <laughs> I will say one one other um. One negative and one positive for Dallas. I thought pass blocking wise, this was probably one of our cleaner games of the season. Only six pressures allowed out of 47 dropbacks, um, you know, the entire game for Dallas. So one holding penalty on Tyron Smith. Outside of that, really offensive line, I thought, played clean throughout. Um, And I mean, you know, we talked about the backs. They were able to average 5.8 yards per carry between the two of them. Zeke, I know people said struggled. He still averaged three six a carry, which coming into the game, the Saints had only been averaging just over three yards a carry. So um, I'm okay with that. Um, the biggest concern offensively, though, two for 13 on third down. This has been a common trend in games where we struggle to score. And I know that's not rocket science, but the KC game, um, the Denver game, you know, a couple of games where we were not able to execute on third down and ended up costing us this one like we said didn't play the same quality of quarterback didn't cost us in the end but you know when you get to playoff time it's about being able to execute on third down and in the red zone I feel comfortable in the red zone but on third down I'm still nervous how about on fourth down um I don't feel comfortable I, I don't know man if you were a fan of one of like if you were a fan of one of these teams that just goes for it all the time on fourth down you must lose like at least a year off your life each season right like if you were a Colts uh, fan you have to lose a year off your life as much as I love Frank Reich and as much as I love Carson Wentz you have to lose some time off your life 
Yeah, but it's, it makes it just so more exciting. I don't know. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, I tell you what. Let's talk about things that do not take time off your life, and that's five-game winning streaks. All right, and that's taking us to the Miami Dolphins coming off a 20-9 to win against the New York Giants. Um, as he said, extended it to extended that winning streak to five games. Boss, I know you watched this one a lot more in depth than I did, so why don't you go ahead and take it away? Well, not only me, but most of America did not watch this game really in depth, but that's okay. Um, I shouldn't look, feel man, bad then. No, not at all, not at all. Uh, uh, <laughs> I will tell you this: it's bad when the announcers that I called the game. Uh, it's like their third game from Fox, like doing the Dolphins. They still don't know the right guys or their calling. So, um, <laughs> look, man, this game is all about efficiency. Miami is not sexy. It's not flashy. Um, it's boring like the Patriots offense, you know, against the Bills. But it's, it's, it's consistent. Yeah. It keeps the chains moving. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's to a... You know, throwing for thir- you know, completing thirty passes out of forty-one, and but only for two hundred and forty yards. But he's not turning the ball over. All right. So on the offense side of the ball, it, it's very unsexy. It's very boring, but it's very consistent. But what's really carrying this team again is the defense, man. Suffocating defense. Um, man, Saquon Barkley couldn't do anything against the Dolphins. Had a couple of drops, but like as far as rushing, even Devin Booker had a good. Uh, uh, Devonte Booker had a better game. Uh, mm, yeah, I, I yeah. got I got on that fa- that first name. There uh, you go. Did it let Glennon? You know, concuss Glennon, Xavier Howard with another pick. Um, Jalen Jalen Phillips with another two two sacks. Yeah, um, he's coming on in a real way. Two, yeah, eight and a half sacks for the season now. Um, Miami has two rookies in the top fifteen. Um, on PFF grades with, you know, Javon Holland, who I'm telling you right now, guys, this is the next Justin Simmons. And, and, and Jalen Waddle, nine catches for 90 yards. And look who caught our touchdowns, man. Mac Hollins and Isaiah Ford. Yeah. Like Isaiah Ford came in because Waddle was banged up in, in, in the same drive. Look, man, it's – if you like football as a fan and you like the Chiefs and you like the, the Bills and the Chargers – you will hate watching a game against the Dolphins. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, because I love the Patriots game because I love that kind of football. The Dolphins are even, like, more boring because they do, like, a mixture of pass and run. Mm-hmm. But if you love to watch great defense, man, that, that plays sticky and that blitzes all the time, that Miami defense, man, it's it's for real. And I, I'm excited going forward, to be honest with you, man. So bye week this week, Jets next week. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of probably the standout that we've kind of seen throughout this five-game winning st- winning streak is the uh-huh. defense um, and how really how much improved they have been from the very start of the season where we were looking at, I mean, through the first five or six games of the year, they're in the bottom third, if not the bottom five, in almost every, you know, major defensive yep. category. Um, and then, you know, we see that performance. Obviously, it starts in that Texans game, the winning streak does, but, you know, the real the real good performance on defense is in that Ravens game. And from there, you know, as you said, they just kind of continue to improve and improve and continue to play steady. Um, I like, yeah, yeah. I like the way the pass rush is coming on. Like you said, Phillips, I think he's now second among rookies, um, in sacks behind, um, 
you know, behind Parsons. And, you know, I I feel like I kind of said that where it was like, and this isn't just me taking a victory lap, but, you know, I kind of figured it was like, all right, going to be a slow start for him. You know, he he was still a guy who was young coming in and hadn't really played that much in college, but looks like he's kind of starting to find his footing. They're kind of identifying when to play him, so a good mix. And I think uh, one of the things that I have seen, because it's, it's funny, the Dolphins, I feel like, are the team I followed the second most now just because of you, because <laughs> I try to stay locked in. But I feel like offensively they really know what they are right now and what they want to do. You know, they're a team yeah. that likes that likes to use I think they're using play action a lot more than they had than they did earlier in the year as far as and most of that's really the RPO stuff with Tua. Um no, no Jacoby Brissett in the beginning of the year. Yeah. In some games when Tua was injured. So True. That, that kind of plays into it. True. And then also, um, you know, over fifty over fifty five percent of their um pass attempts are, are ten yards or less, you know, as far as depth yep. of target, which look, that's what two is comfortable doing. You have explosive receivers whoa, who are whoa, able to whoa, make whoa, 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 whoa. That's where I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay. We don't know if that's what Tua is comfortable with. We just know that Tua has to get rid of the ball at a crazy fast rate because of the offensive line. Yeah, and so I mean, I will say his... When, his, when, his, we, when we see when we see Derek Carr clean pockets and then he's still pushing the ball two yards down the field, then I'll give you credit for saying that. But honestly, until Miami is able to protect Tua where he can hold on to the ball over three seconds, because right now yeah. I think he's second in the league in getting rid of the ball, and usually there's somebody in his face. So... Yeah. Let's let's reel that back. I think it's not Tua being uncomfortable or comfortable throwing the ball. I know I'm defending my team here. I'm not, well, as you should, as you here. should, as you should. But I don't think I don't think it's necessarily him not willing to push the ball down the field. I don't know yet, but right now I don't think he has a time to push the ball down the field like other quarterbacks in the NFL. Look, no, I, 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 I completely agree, and I wasn't, I wasn't saying it to slight him. I was just saying, from what I've observed from him in the twenty-ish or so starts that he's made in his career, he prefers. Not even. Yeah, well, okay, seventeen. Um, damn, I'm just fucking two up all day today. Um, I feel like just majority of his throws are in the short distance. Now, like you said, and, that's and, that's and a remember that's a combination worse, of a lot of factors. Yeah, worst rushing offense in the NFL at this point, pretty much, as far as blocking. I'm no, sorry, trust me. We definitely know that. Pass blocking in the NFL. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're still averaging like three yards a carry, I think, as a yeah. team. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. But <laughs> but through all that, I mean, Tua has found, I think that they've done a really nice job of, he is able to, like the passes he completes, I think he's yeah. just super consistent with being able to complete them now. You know, and that's a lot of that stuff with some of these other younger guys. And I'm not going to pick on this quarterback, but Lamar, he just hasn't been able to be consistent in the short and intermediate areas. And uh, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I would take Tua over Lamar or anything like that. I'm just saying in that particular area, I feel like Tua, you know, has grown and grown and grown. And to be fair, that was kind of the quarterback that we kind of thought he was going to be more of in the Drew Brees type of mold super high accuracy which it's i'm glad to see that he's showing that more so this season yeah no you're absolutely right chad so i'm not even gonna knock on that the only thing that i would like to see from this team maybe next year and we don't have to talk about this tonight 
But how does Tua look with a with an like a actual offensive line in a I don't know a a twentieth in the league running game? So yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to like you said. That's a that's a topic we'll kick kick down the coat kick the can down the curb um, for later. Real quick though, boss, um, we're going to talk about the college football playoff a little bit. Um, you know, we we we're not really a college football podcast, so if we get a little info wrong, don't sue us. Um, the playoff committee came out. First off, the four teams: Bama one, Michigan two, Georgia three, Cincinnati four. Did you have any problem with the rankings? No, um, I thought it was gonna be real tough if uh, Arizona, uh, Oklahoma State had won that Baylor game. But yeah. then again, I was disgusted by you know such a quote-unquote, high-powered offense. We talked about this. Man, they couldn't punch the ball in from the one- or two-yard line in the fourth quarter twice. Yep, seven plays end up with three points. You know, and and I was like, okay. As far as, you know, the whole Notre Dame argument, Chad, look, at the end of the day, on a head-to-head, Cincinnati won that game. Yeah, In South Bend. Yeah. So you can't discredit that. Now, does Cincinnati play a more schedule? Yes. Do they struggle on some of those games? Yes, and they had a conference championship where they beat up on Houston, so that all of that stuff helped. Do I think do I think thirteen and a half is kind of disrespectful to Alabama right now? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, it, it should be more like twenty twenty one. Granted, Cincinnati somehow keeps this game close. Group of five teams are going to start getting a lot more respect. Yeah, and you know, as much as I definitely agree with what you said, but I don't want the opposite to happen when they don't keep it close if they don't keep it close i'm sorry because okay. there are a lot of teams that there there are teams from every conference that haven't been able to keep it close with bama on a big stage including in a playoff type SEC of game teams. yeah SEC yeah teams sec big 12 pack 12 big 10 i mean they've ran through them all pretty much so there's you know if if cincinnati comes out and gets you know, beaten handily, which I'm not saying will happen, but if it does happen, I don't want them to then all of a sudden start shitting on the group of five teams even more because they will. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I'm already, I'm already getting pre upset about it because I know it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think Cincinnati, the, the one thing that they do have is I think they, they really have an NFL quarterback in Desmond Ritter, who I'll give you credit. You, this was a guy last year you were telling me, Hey man, keep an eye on this guy. You know, he's not really putting up huge numbers, but he's doing things. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I guess I'll check him out, throw him on. I was like, okay, liked him. Cool. And this year he's just taking his game. I think to another level, his efficiency, um, is very NFL like I would say. Uh, very NFL level efficiency, 9.0 yards per attempt. You know I love that. 66% completion percentage. Doesn't really turn the doesn't really put the ball in harm's way. Uh, over four to one touchdown to interception ratio. So this is a guy who I think is going to you know have a chance really in that kind of like what we saw this year that Kellen Mond type of not necessarily comparing him play style wise, but just as far as draft potential. Um, I could like there, to see a team a first round pay for this guy. Well, yeah, that's why I say. That's why I'm honest with you. Yeah. 
first round. I don't think he's a first round guy. I think yeah. Kellen well, that's what I'm. That's why I said Kellen Mond is because I think there are points where you could uh, talk him into being a first rounder, and then once it kind of once the dust kind of settles, we're like, all right, day two. Now this is more realistic, less pressure, but also you know you're not committing your whole franchise to him either. Hey man, I remember the first time I told you people were. No, mocking Kellen Mond in the second round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't. I know. I didn't see it. I did not see it at all. Um, real quickly though, on on Bama, I feel like you know we're, we're spending all the time on the underdog. I, I'm just kind of done, really questioning them because the thing is, when they line up athlete for athlete and and just player for player, there's really no one that's going to be able to even really hang with them for the most part. Um, and in theory, Georgia should be that team, but just Georgia hasn't been able to find the quarterback and we'll talk about them in a second, but for, for Bama, what did you see from them, uh, in that game against Georgia? And do you think that they are the clear cut favorite right now? Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I told you before the game, no doubt. They, they you, did. you did. You uh, did. Yeah, you kind of knocked him, Bryce Young. Yeah, I did not know he was only 195 pounds. But this yeah. kid is a sophomore. He's super explosive. I've watched him play throughout the year. Um, a lot of the struggles were not with with him. It was more off the offensive line. Yeah. Um, defense, you know, defense kind of struggled getting pressure on – on Stetson Bennett during the game, but you know what I saw? They couldn't get pressure, so it's like, fuck it, fine. I'm just going to drop, I'm going to drop seven, and then yeah. throw the ball. Yeah. You know, Cause they, I can't get pressure. I'm gonna... yeah. yeah, go ahead, Chad. No, no, I was going to say, they those windows were very tight in that championship game. Yeah, they were okay. Like, hey, man, because you know what they figured out, too? Like you said, pound for pound. It's not like Georgia could establish a dominant running game on Alabama. They could run yep. the ball. Which I thought was surprising. They were able to run the ball efficiently, but when they, when Bama started scoring, they needed to throw the ball. Stetson Bennett couldn't do it. And I, I don't think anybody in, the, in in the country can do it. Granted, I know we're going to talk about this next game next. I think Michigan has a chance against Alabama if that somehow becomes the final. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing with Alabama that we've realized is. Or, or that we realized in that Georgia game is when you're playing them, um, you can have a really dominant front seven, like I think Georgia has. But now you really need to have the guys on that back end playing against Bama because Bama just has all this receiver talent. I mean, the the they're guy. They're like a Big Twelve offense. They're a Big Twelve I, I, offense I, I, when they need to pass the ball. Yeah. They're a big. They're an SEC offense when they need to run the ball, and yeah. they're an SEC defense when they need to play. Do they? Yeah. It's just. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean that James Saban man, that Jameson Williams kid. I mean John Mechie goes down with a knee injury, and then (laughs) Williams is just like, "Hey, that's fine. I'm just gonna keep taking over this game." Um, By the way, apparently he wasn't good enough to play at Ohio State, so uh, Mm. for whatever reason, (laughs) did not know that. (laughs) Oh yeah, he transferred from Ohio State to uh, to to Bama. And now this kid is gonna be a first round pick. Yeah, as if Bama needed five stars out of the transfer portal. Like they weren't getting enough in recruiting. And Toto, um, right? Toto, the linebacker from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, him too. He was him a five-star kid too, yeah. Yep. His makes a little bit more sense because it's like if you're at Tennessee and you have the chance to go to Bama, you're going to do it. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> and then let's go ahead and preview the next game a little bit as well. Well, actually, let's go ahead and – actually, no, we're not going to give our pick. We'll give our pick as we get closer – 
to the uh, okay. to the actual playoff. So gonna gonna tease that for down the road. Um, so second game, as you said, Georgia, Michigan's technically the home team in this one. Georgia favored by seven and a half. Um, you know, I'm gonna start off from the Michigan side of things. I I actually think that Michigan. I mean, I think Michigan has a legitimate complaint not to be favored in this game, but seven and a half Thank to you. me seems very disrespectful. Um, Thank you. I think these are very similar teams, and the difference is going to be, and I know this is going to sound silly, but it's going to be the quarterback play on third down because, to me, mm-hmm. that's for Stetson Bennett in that Georgia-Alabama game. And granted, there's no pressure like playing against Alabama. I'm sorry, there just isn't. When their offense is humming the way it was, there just isn't any pressure like it. Um, he was a- he was able to make a couple plays on third down, but he was really inconsistent in the second half. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll be looking to look see that from him. Michigan, man, I mean, that's a, I, th- I thought the Georgia defense, I was like, man, this Georgia defense, amazing, amazing, amazing. I might like the Michigan defense more. Yeah. I mean, what they were able to do against Iowa, and granted, theirs is more, you know, they have more of a wear-you-down type of defense, which I don't think is always – they have a very wear-you-down type of team, which I don't think always gets the publicity, obviously, because it's not sexy and all that. But they're super efficient on defense. I mean, fourth and fourth in points per game allowed, 11th in yards. You're able to run on them a little bit. Michigan, they are You are able to run on Michigan a little. They're averaging like 130 against per game, but passing-wise, nothing. So they have a very, very good defense as well. What what about you, man? What are you seeing? You know, Chad, you kinda of touched on a lot of the things, but you know, one of the things that Alabama, like I we, we just talked about, really couldn't do against Georgia was put pressure on Stetson Bennett, right? Yeah. You know, they, they kinda of, they they defeated him by dropping back and kinda of just making those those throws really tight. I think with Michigan, they won't make those throws as tight. But I don't think Georgia, the Georgia offensive line, is going to be as successful in holding up that rush from Michigan as they were able to against Alabama. Look, man, they got two guys, two guys in that defensive line that are probably first-round picks. I'm sorry, not probably. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, we're talking about him being a top-two pick, maybe the number one overall pick in in, in the NFL draft. And Ola, Ola Javo? Another kid comes, with, uh, you know, from the right side. These guys just meet you in the backfield. Yeah, they're yep. not gonna give Stetson Bennett a lot of time to throw. He's go- they're gonna make him feel uncomfortable. But I'm definitely, definitely super in tuned, you know, into the in the in the trenches battle uh, on on the Michigan defense and and the uh, Georgia offense. But uh, like you said as well, Chad, the quarterback play. As much as I like to shit on Stetson Bennett. The quarterback play for Michigan is just awful. They yeah, those two guys, McNamara and the other guy. I don't know how that works, but man, uh, th- th- I think they're going to have to do a little bit more in the passing game, even if that means bringing out some of those trick plays that they brought out against Iowa in the first half. Yeah, I, I know it's funny to me. I always feel like whoever runs a trick play first, that's 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 always almost always the team that's going to lose. Um, I feel like because it's the team that's more desperate. It's but, true. It's but, true. But no, I mean Michigan. Their their passing game has almost been a non-factor for them this year. Um, under 200 yards in nine of their 12 wins. Um, passing the ball. That's why I think the the matchup. And I talked about it for Georgia's. I thought that their back, that you know their secondary was pretty poor against Alabama. 
the only real receiver that Michigan has that I think has like that real quality um, about him and that can actually make a play down the field, Cornelius Johnson. George's number one corner, Darian Kendrick, I've been following him a lot. I watched him a lot at Clemson for some reason. Well, because it was when they were on all the time. And I'm just not really impressed with him. Um, mm. But he seems to be in a first round or a second round in almost any mock draft I read. So I wasn't impressed with him against Jamison Williams. So we'll see how he's able to do. He might be able to take away that passing unit uh, single-handedly. Because Johnson, like I said, is really the only real threat that they have down the field that can stretch the field vertically at all. We'll see, man. Yeah, we will. Um, All right, boss, that's going to go ahead and wrap for this segment. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the wild card teams. What's up, guys? Welcome back. As we said, we're going to be talking wild card teams now. Uh, Jonathan, we'll go ahead and start off with the AFC. We're going to just talk about the teams that are kind of in that, you know, kind of fighting for that wild card spot. In the AFC, we we assumed, actually for each conference, we assumed five teams kind of that were, for the most part, in the playoffs or that we would be surprised if they didn't make it. In the AFC, we've got um, Baltimore... Although they're starting to look even a little bit more shaky. Um, uh, New England, Buffalo. Sorry, I'm having a hard time right now. Kansas City and Tennessee. So those are the five teams that we kind of chopped off the top. And now we're looking at kind of a group of four teams, um, which would be Chargers, Bengals, Steelers, and the Colts. Jonathan, where do you want to start with this one? You want to start with the Chargers? Can we start with the, the with the Steelers? Okay, all right, I like it. Go ahead, go ahead. You look, you sound like you have thoughts, so I'm gonna let you go. Well, they are six five and one. Yeah. Right. I thought that they should have lost the game against the Ravens. We talked about this. We knew it was gonna be close. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think they should have won that game. I'm just absolutely. Saying. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, they yeah. got games versus the 49ers. I don't think they can win that that game. Even if it's at home. Uh, at Broncos, it's going to be a tough game for them. The Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Browns. Look, man, I, I, I don't... I, I, I'm sorry. Well, I'm looking at the wrong schedule. Yeah, I was going to say they... At Vikings... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like... I was like, whoa. At Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, and Ravens. Look, honestly, <laughs> I don't think they would beat Minnesota on Thursday. Uh, I don't think they beat Tennessee. Wow. I don't think they beat at Cleveland. The Browns game is going to be a dogfight, and then they got to play the Ravens? Yeah. At Baltimore? Yeah. And granted, Baltimore is really banged up, right? Oh, yeah. Baltimore might be the team that, honestly, Chad, we might have to yank this out of this playoff conversation. Or they're going to make it in, but barely hanging on. Yeah. So, look, man, I don't like this team. I don't like Big Ben. Uh, I think Tomlin is a great coach. They cannot run the football. Yeah. And their defense, in my opinion, is a bit overrated, especially this year. They're not as elite as they have been in the past. Um, but the bright spot here is, you know, the the, the, the receivers, the playmakers. Uh, Deontay Johnson, only one, one drop this whole year. Yeah. By the way. It was that drop, you know, for that touchdown. Uh, I like Claypool. I think they have something Pat Fryermuth. Um, but, man... 
I, I don't like th this team's chance of making it to the postseason. This, this 6 5 and 1 looks fake to me. Yeah, and you know, I, I kind of am just really. I realized when I was watching that game, there was a moment, I think when they had went to the two minute warning, where Pittsburgh yeah. was driving and they were down, but they. And it was a conversation, but Ben had kind of been humming, which I think means he completed two checkdowns and guys took him for eight extra yards after <laughs> after the completion. But uh, and I just see Ben and Tomlin over there. They just go to kind of walk over and they start talking. And I'm just like, man, I just like this conversation. Like I would have loved this image so much more ten years ago if I'm a Steelers fan. <laughs> like now it's just kind of sad and depressing. Where I don't think Ben, I mean, there, there's not even, a, I don't think, I know Ben is done. Okay, Ben is done. The, when the Schefter report came out that he was, uh, you know, that he was officially, like, I guess, told people that this is going to be it. It was like, uh, no shit, thanks. Um, I thought that was, I don't know if the Steelers leaked that or if Ben's people did, but. <laughs> Because if the Steelers had any whiff that he thought he was coming back, um, no chance. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I, I just I think this team is a team that because of their mental toughness and because of Tomlin, that they're going to be able to be in games. And if you're a team that shoots yourself in the foot and just does dumbass shit like Baltimore, um, then they're going to give you a game. You know, then they'll, they'll be able to just take a game off you if they need to, which is what they did. However... You know, I could see him winning that Vikings game on Thursday. Uh, well, tomorrow night, actually. We're recording this on Wednesday. Yeah. Tough uh, game. Tough yeah. game. On I, could, I could see him winning it just because I think the Vikings are the exact opposite. They're just the dumbest team in the league to me. So, But other than that, I mean, like you said, Titans, that'll be tough. At Chiefs versus Browns, at Ravens. I don't see them winning any of those three. Um, so we're looking at max seven or eight wins maybe, and I don't think that's enough to get it done. So I can't really see them contending either. Um, boss, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and talk about the other team then that's on the outside looking in, um, Indianapolis. So they're seven and six right now. I know, I, I know you, you're kind of griping a little bit that we're talking about them. It's okay. I know you've not been a believer. Um, ninth seed. I in the division, man. <laughs> No, I know. I just every time I say that, you remind no. me of that, so I like to hear it. Because uh, <laughs> I feel like you picked them to win the division, but did so begrudgingly, like almost out of like spite. But it was like you had no other choice because obviously you couldn't go Houston or te or Houston or Jacksonville. Yeah. So, um, and we were kind of early on the Derrick Henry injury, but I'm just I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just. Thank you. I don't. I don't think. I don't know if that's something we should be proud of or not. But I'm just saying we were there. We were there, literally analyzing it before it happened. Everybody refused to ask that question. Now it's yeah. being answered the hard way. But you know, yeah. go ahead, Chad. Hey, that's man. We're introducing topics. I'm telling you. So the Colts right now they're on a bye. They have a huge game against them. And when I say huge game, I mean. You know, I think everyone thinks the Patriots are probably going to win, but they have a game versus the, a home game against the Patriots. Then they have to go to Arizona, which is brutal. However, they do end which, with what I think are two very winnable games that I think can just get them in, and that's home for the Raiders and then on the road to Jacksonville. I could see them ending at 9-8, and eight, maybe if they sneak that Patriots win 10-7. and seven. 
possibly. Um, I think the Cardinals game, no way. I just think the Cardinals are too good. Um, so I, I think nine, maybe ten wins, that can get you that seventh spot in the AFC. You know me, man. I've been on Indy as a as a wild card team the whole season. Um, I love what I've seen from Wentz. And the thing is, he's right in the middle of the league of sacks, and he's not throwing any interceptions. So he's getting, he's continuing to know when to make the play and when to just let the play die um, for the most part, even though his turnovers are just so damn stupid. Um, but what? how do you feel about Indy? What are you seeing from them? You know, Do you think they can actually make a run at this, or are you a little more uh, bullish than I am? Man. I got I got one one thing for you, right? We talked about okay. Derrick Henry for yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. It's Jonathan Taylor. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! All right, this guy has been a wrecking ball this year. Well, yeah. at least not the first few games, but afterwards, he's just turned on the Jets. If there's a team that can beat the Patriots, to me, it's the Colts. Wow, they're built to beat the Patriots. Yeah, I mean they're physical power them. run game. Yep. And physical defense. Yeah, they're go- Look, if they- look, they beat the shit out of the Bills. We keep forgetting that. They yeah, beat they the did. Shit out of the Bills. Yeah, on the road too. All in Buffalo. On the road. Yep. Indianapolis. They. I'm, I'm sorry. New England. They kind of squeaked by on that game. Granted, the, the elements were all over the place. But guess what? Inside that dome, I'd rather take Carson Wentz over Mac Jones. You know. Hey, and I'm I agreeing think, with you. I, I, you know, I, I, I think Carson Wentz at home, he can throw on that defense. And granted, the, the Patriots' defense is really good. But you know what? That Colts offensive line, when they're humming, they're humming. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if they can stop T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman. All right? Michael Pittman is becoming the, his the real deal. Carson Wentz is outstanding. Yep. Right? And then you got Jonathan Taylor over there ready to pound the ball on you. And guess what? In my opinion, Chad, I don't think the Patriots can do what they did to Buffalo on Monday night and just mm. run the ball at you at 46 times. They're going to force you to throw the ball. Mm. And mm. now the, 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 the Colts have a bike. I hate effing saying this because I really need the Colts to kind of fall off the band, the, the wagon here, <laughs> right, as a Dolphins fan. Yeah. But, man, this team has a real shot. I think they can, they're, they're going to beat the Patriots. I know we're kind of two weeks ahead. Yeah. Um I'm not, I'm sorry to say this Chad. This is this might be probably if not the most but second most physical team in football right now. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree After with you. After the Packers, this might be the second most football physical football team. They might win in Arizona. I don't want to I, I know you call it crazy. Arizona's mm. physical this year. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. But don't be surprised if this team goes 3 and 1 to finish out the season and, and, and does get that 10 and 7. So, yeah, maybe, no, wh- maybe they're going 11, 11 and 6. I don't know how, but they can. I, I'll say this, I won't be surprised if they go 3 and 1 in this stretch. If they go 4 and 0, oh, I'll I'll be like, "Okay, I guess, you know, then I'll be predicting the 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 Colts to be in some type of AFC Championship game because that would show me a lot from them. Um, I will say another huge thing for them is turnover differential, man. Plus 13, number one in the league. I just love a team that is always getting those extra possessions. 
you know, the NFL is so valuable turnovers, which they've got 29 takeaways first in the league also. That's really the main, that's really kind of become the main way to stop these high-powered offenses is creating turnovers. And they've shown an ability and a propensity to do so, um, even against some of the top offenses in the league. Like we said, they held Buffalo to 15. So, you know, I, I really like Indy as well, and I think that they are a team that is definitely, if they get in the playoffs, they're built for the playoffs. Real quick, boss, I just wanted to touch on a subject because I almost just said this uh, phrase that I hate so much. When people say that someone is, quote, a team that you don't want to see in the playoffs. Now, do you, first off, do you get offended with that phrase or do you, does it annoy you at all? Like when you hear it? Not really. I kind of get why. Okay. Because I, I would like to hear you why you hate it so much. Because to me, when they say a team you don't want to see in the playoffs, my response is, no shit. That's why they're in the postseason, because they're one of the best teams. <laughs> what team, like when you say they're a team you don't want to see in the playoffs, I want you to respond with, I would rather see this playoff team much more than I would want to see this other team. You know? So that's oh, my only gripe you, with the term. You, you, you know how it is, because... Number one, especially in the NFL, momentum plays a key. Yeah. And when teams are peaking, okay, let give you an example. Last year, were the Steelers last year after Week Twelve were they a team that you really give a shit? You wanted to see them in the playoffs, right? Yeah. When they started losing. Yeah, that's true. You were like, no, that's the team I want to play. Yeah. I don't want to play the Colts. Cincinnati they're, proved they're starting, it. Yeah. The, the, well, the Colts were one in... Or Cleveland proved it, sorry. No, yeah, no. Uh, the Colts, they were one in five to start the season last year. One yeah, last four, year, one, last year one, one in five, yep. And they almost beat Buffalo. Buffalo's like, I don't want to play this damn team. <laughs> I don't want to go to the... I want to play the Steelers. Yeah. They're one in four to finish out. I want, that's why, you know? And there's also the whole, man... I don't want to play this team because if I have to play this team, I'm going to fucking New England and it's cold as hell and I have yeah. to play a, 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 a brand of football that I like. Like, if I'm the Rams, I don't want to play this the the the, 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 the Patriots on the road in December in the playoffs. Thank God they're in a different conference. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, they're definitely... You know, I want to go, go to Arizona. I want to go to Dallas. I don't want to go to New England in the playoffs. Yeah. They're, they're thinking they're... So, they're thinking they're lucky stars that the Giants and the Eagles suck and the Bears suck. They're just nervous to go to Green Bay. That's only They're they're currently creating a GoFundMe for Green Bay oh, to no. build a dome. They're, they're, they're... <laughs> no, they're secretly wishing that the Cardinals get that number one seed. And oh, no, 100%. And they, yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll rather go to Arizona. 100%. 100%. Um, all right, boss, let's talk about these other two teams. I guess the two teams that are, you know, technically in the driver's seat in the AFC wild card race. First team, the Los Angeles. Well, they just played each other. That'd be the Chargers and the yep. Bengals. I guess we'll go ahead and talk about the Chargers first, who, with that win, uh, 41-22, Ended up, you know, ends up being the yeah. fifth seed when all the dust settles um, right now. Talking about that game, man, I, it was a really weird one. Chargers got up huge early, 24 to nothing. And then the Bengals come back and score 22 straight. 
And literally, as they're on... Lamar chased interception, too? Yeah, man, that, I mean, literally, I had never seen a... a free... Yeah. I mean, it was literally a t- guaranteed touchdown if he catches it, and it ends yep. up being an interception. I don't know if I've ever it's seen that before. Game. Yeah, early in the game, the, the moment yeah. so, is kind of swings. But go ahead, Chad. So assu- no, it's just as soon as that happens, my antennas are already up because, as we've talked about, when Burrow turns the ball over, or when Cincinnati as a whole turn the ball over, they usually just lose games. It's almost a, a fact mm-hmm. if they turn it over two or more times, they're going to lose. And that's most teams, but Cincinnati, it's like every time they lose, it's because they turn it over. Um, But, yeah, so then Cincinnati has a chance to go ahead and and take the lead. Mixon fumbles. Chargers pick it up, return it for a touchdown. All the air kind of goes out of the building. And then all of a sudden, the Chargers just kind of walk in for a 41-22 win. Yep. I'll be honest, I was really impressed with the Chargers, and I was really surprised by them um, in that game. Their ability to throw the ball down the field on what I think is a pretty good Cincinnati secondary, or definitely a much-improved Cincinnati secondary. But for the offense for Cincinnati or for uh, the Chargers, I think their barometer is clear, and that's Mike Williams, right? He's had, he's had six games of over 80 yards, and I think they're 4-2 and two in those games. Um, and then in the five games where he's under 40 yards, I think they're 2-3, and three, something like that. So he... Mm-hmm. he you know, when he is able to get going, and he got going real early in the game, I think he had 95 yards in the first half um, of that Bengals game. But when he's able to get going early and they're able to make plays, because he's their deep threat, right? When he's getting going, it's because it's a vertical passing game. And when they're able to do that, I think they're unstoppable. It's just, you know, we've complained about it on this podcast multiple times. They're just refusal in certain situations to throw the vertical passing game in there. I thought they did a good job in the Cincinnati game. What, did, what about you? So this is one of the games I really did not watch this weekend, Chad. I saw highlights of it. Um, look, my problem with the Chargers is this going forward. It's inconsistency. Absolutely. We're talking about, because we're, 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 we're literally looking at this Bengals game like we have short-term memory. Because yeah. they got spanked the previous weekend by the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. They got spanked by and, the and Herbert looked bad. Great. Look, yeah. You know, so in this game, he comes out swinging, firing. I, I thought the throw to Guide was a little bit um, kind of lucky. I hate those one-on-one balls when you don't have a clear number one receiver. But then again, I don't know who the fuck was playing defensive back over there either, but... Shit. Um, you know, you know what touchdown I'm talking about, right? Yeah. He just kind of throws it up into the end zone. I'm like, okay, look, man, <laughs> throw that ball when Xavier Howard is there, because I'll yeah. bet you guys touching <laughs> down with the football. Absolutely. Um, so, I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't know how I feel about the Chargers, except I feel like they're super inconsistent, right? Look, there's, there's there are three games in their in in their schedule, right? That it's the Giants at Texas and Broncos. Yeah. Somehow they're gonna they're gonna figure out a way to lose at least one of those games. <laughs> I'm letting you know right now. And you're so and you're so right. You're so right. Yeah. No one no one no one me. It'll be the Giants game this weekend. I, I hope not because that would be super <laughs> embarrassing because yeah. they're at home now. Yeah. This is how they make the playoffs. They can only lose one of those games. They can't lose two of those three out of those three games. Because you yeah. know what? I think I think they can handle the Chiefs, but I'm not sure because it's going to be on the road. Mm, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I don't... It's at home again. I'm sorry. 
But yeah, I that's think home. The Chiefs for the are Chiefs. too hot right now. Yeah, and th- that Raiders game at Las Vegas is gonna be tough. That's why. But I think they can win it. But out of those three games, Giants, Texas, and Broncos, you can only lose one. Don't lose more than one. That's all I got to say about your playoff chases. You can only lose one of those games. See, I I agree with you, but I think the thing to me is, if you're them, you really want to get to that 10 win mark. And if you only win two of those three, then then that's banking on, then you have to get the Chiefs or the Raiders, which I think they can get the Raiders for sure. That's the thing. They're going to win one of those two games between the Chiefs and the Raiders. That's the problem with them. I mean, you're completely right. Yeah. not supposed to win. You just summed them up completely. Out of three games that they should win all three, you know they're going to lose at least one. Two games they definitely should lose, you know they're going to win one of them. Um, Or two games that they could lose, you know they're going to lose at least – or you know they're going to win one of them. That's what bothers me about this team. They should have lost this game against the Bengals. Everything was pointing the Bengals' way. They came out fired. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. Um, All right, Boston, we're going to go ahead and move on to – the losers, the team on the other side of that 41-22 game, that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Burrow sacked six times in that game. You know, we talked about the O-line. Um, mm, yeah, you did. Yeah. You, you, I, I was a little bit higher on them than, than you I, were. And you kind of brought but me I think, back to you, reality. You know, to be fair, though, I think that they had given a lot of reason but I think the problem is is there, there are just certain types of defenses that they're just not really going to handle. And the Chargers have a really athletic front four, you know. And, and I think that really showed in that game. Um, even though Bosa was oh, out no. a majority. Yeah. yeah. He was out with a concussion for a majority or a concussion protocol majority of the game. So And I still thought the Chargers defense or defensive front looked very athletic. Cincinnati just wasn't able to really get hands on the guys. Um you know, Burrow turned it over two more times. Uh, he's up to 14 interceptions on the season. That's the most in the NFL. Like we said, when he's good, it's really good, and he's throwing deep passes. Jamar Chase, he's spreading the ball around to his three main receivers. But, but when it's but what happened this game, Chad? What happened? To, what did I say was the key to winning this game for the Bengals? One thing they could do really well, and the Chargers really couldn't do very well. Shit, I don't even remember. Was was it run? Was okay. it run the ball? Run the ball. Run yeah. The ball. Okay. Mixon, nineteen carries, fifty four yards. Yeah, I know, and that's and that's yeah, and like you said, that was something the Chargers hadn't shown all year that they were able to do, and they stopped the run against a good running team that wants to run the ball. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, man. You good? Yeah. No. 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 I'm good. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, yeah. So look, with this Bengals team in general, though, this is still kind of concerning for me. Um, they are currently the sixth seed. They have a huge home game against the 49ers this weekend, which I mean, I look at their schedule. I swear we just broke down the Chargers. I swear you could say the exact same thing about Cincinnati. You know, they've got yep. the 49ers. They've got the Broncos. They've got, you know, and those are two teams. And, I mean, heck, you look at really all their games on their schedule outside of the Chiefs game, and you're like, they're supposed to probably win those games. But you know they're going to drop at least one of them, and somehow they're going to find themselves in that Chiefs game. Yep. So, you know, it's it's definitely going to be a roller coaster ride. Um, boss, to wrap up kind of that AFC picture 
out of the four teams we talked about, let's say you got to pick two to make the playoffs. Which which two are you picking? I'm picking the Colts. Okay. All right, Chad. I'm gonna pick the Colts. <sighs> wow. <laughs> and give me that seventh I really seed. Wanna, I re- really want to pick the Dolphins now. Ah, um, if you want, you can. Maybe they can get a right in vote. I'll, I'll pick the Chargers. I. This is gonna sound bad, Chad. Mm-hmm. I can see the Bengals going two and three, one and four in the next stretch. And you know what's crazy and and what's funny? I'm gonna go Bengals Colts. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna um, swerve a little bit from you. Yep. But the thing about the Bengals is exactly like what you had said. I feel like I've been saying that all season since they kind of had that two and one start. I've been like, all right, cool. But now they're gonna go two and three in the next five. You know, I've been saying, I've literally uttered those exact words three times at least this season looking at this team. When in reality, when you really look at them as a whole, look, they're a much improved team. Defensively, they're really good. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They can put up points. They're only, they're really their one weakness is the offensive line. And granted, that's probably the worst single weakness to have in the NFL. But at the same time, they've been able to play around it in certain points throughout the year. And their receivers have just been so dang explosive. So that's why I have a little bit of faith in Cincinnati. The Chargers, I just think, are too prone to lose that dumb game, even more so than Cincinnati. Because Cincinnati's already lost that one dumb game this year with the Jets. Like the super dumb game. So, that's... I'd rather play the Giants or the Texans in my schedule than the Broncos and the 49ers. No, and that's true, too. That part does definitely factor in. So, But we'll see. We'll see. All right, so now moving on to the NFC wild card. Uh, boss, we're going to start off with the Washington football team, actually. Going to start off in the NFC least. Um, although I ain't going to lie, maybe three teams from the NFC East could make the playoffs uh, this year. So take that, oh. NF- take that NFL mm. haters. Uh, mm. <laughs> God, got a, gr- got a grunt from you. I didn't know it was that bad. Um, we'll start off with Washington. They're six and six right now, six seed in the NFC. They got a huge game coming up against the Cowboys home for the Cowboys. Actually two games left versus Dallas, two games left versus Philly and a Giants game. So all NFC East left for Washington, kind of hard to predict between them and Philly, how both of them are going to turn out without seeing the results of those two games. Cause they're just so huge right now. Um, what have you seen from this team currently on a four-game winning streak, and and where do you see them kind of moving forward as they end this season? They're peaking in the right direction, Chad. Yep. We literally destroyed this team in the beginning of the season. You talked about how historically bad that defense was. Yeah. But they are they're finding themselves, right? I watched that Las Vegas game. They played pretty well. Kind of got hairy towards the end of the game. Kind of sucks that they're going to lose Logan Thomas again. Uh, yeah. because for the season this time. For the season, he had three catches um, in, in in the Vegas game. One of them was for a touchdown. Another one for was for a big game. They're going to have to replace that production. Tell uh, McLaurin, though, dude can play football. On the defensive side, um, you know, I, 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 I'm not sure. You know about what I see from them on the defensive side. 
Yeah. Um, I think their linebackers are pretty good, and they can they can do both cover and play the run game. Um, the thing is, uh, when it comes to the the NFC East, and their schedule literally is an extra five games against the NFC East. Yeah. Is there is only one really dynamic quarterback that I'm terrified of here, and that's Dak Prescott. Yeah. And if they're somehow able to to come out with one one game against the Cowboys, right? If they're able to split that series, man, I, I think they're like a legitimate team to make the playoffs here, man. <laughs> uh, Tyler Heineke, I don't know, man. The, the Duke can sling it, you know? Yeah. He's not a scared quarterback. He, he's he's willing to throw the ball. Um, I, I love Gibson. I, I don't know, man. I, uh, Rivera is, a, is an experienced coach. They won the division last year, Chad. I know. You know I know. I try to forget about it. Team, but the, yeah, it, 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 they played a really good game against Tampa Bay. A team that you didn't want to see in the playoffs somehow. This was the Washington <laughs> team. Um, I don't know, man. Like I feel like they're peaking in the in the proper time. By the way, Bobby McCain is awful. Uh, he is. Got rid of he him. is. He's he's starting for Washington right now. Yes, I'm just like, is, geez. As, as that deep safety man, I I saw him getting burned by um, man, it it, it was uh, Deshaun Jackson. I'm like, thank God Javon Holland is in Miami. There you go. Bobby McKay just look just look lost. I don't know. But <laughs> overall, man, it, it's gonna be really interesting this last five weeks in the NFC East. So, um. Yeah, I like him. I, I, I like Washington. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You talked about one big key. Their defense definitely has improved um, in some specific, in some certain areas. They were bottom three in the league, like kind of like what we were talking about with Miami, except Washington was even worse. They were like bottom one, two, one or two, um, although this nice streak the Jets have put on defensively where they are just giving up 400 yards a game has definitely helped out some teams. Um, but now Washington has kind of <laughs> crept back into the middle-ish. You know, they're 18th right now in yards, 24th in scoring. The one area of concern still with this team for me is on third down. I mean, they're still the worst third down team, literally giving up 50% on third down, um, which would go down historically as one of the worst marks ever. I, You know, offensively, they figured something out. Um over the past couple of games with the way that they're able to go on these long sustained drives where they're just like, it looks like you're about to peel over and kill yourself. And then all of a sudden they put the ball in the end zone. So Heineke during their winning streak, seven touchdowns, only two interceptions. So protect protecting the ball a lot more overall. He's 18 touchdowns, 11 picks on the season. Um, and then defensively for me, you know, like I said, they they've improved over the last, you know, four or five games, especially during this streak. William Jackson coming back, huge for them. You know, he was injured for a little bit, missed some time. When he's able to come back, they're able to play Jackson and Fuller as their two really outside corners and really create good, you know, really they're able to win most matchups between those two because those are just two really good guys. Um, And it's no surprise that the Reds, or sorry, not the Redskins, the Washington football team has had their best four pass defense grades in the last four games since Jackson's been back. So, you know, I, I definitely see them trending more so in the right direction. Um, that Philly matchup will definitely be interesting. And by the way, the people on Get Up are jackasses because they had a segment two days ago, or maybe yesterday, about 
is this going to be the biggest collapse of all time when Dallas loses to Washington on Sunday? It's like, first off, dude, fuck off. And it's and it's it's Greeny starting that shit, and he was the dude who was saying before the year that Washington was going to win the division by multiple games, and it's like, shut the fuck up, dumbass. Um, that's why you're just the host. Sorry, I get passionate when I'm talking NFC East football. Uh, <laughs> next, I love it. I love it. I know. I know. I'm letting it. Bre- I'm letting myself breathe for a second. the The next team that we're ta- going to talk about, though, is not an NFC East team. We're actually going all the way across the country. NFC West. That'll be the San Francisco 49ers. Also, currently six and six, the seventh seed. You know, boss, I think you can throw them in that category kind of with the Chargers and the Bengals that we mm. talked about yeah. for a team that'll just lose a dumbass game. And man, was it that game on Sunday against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, who literally have nothing to play for right now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, um, what have you seen from them? And, and go just talk about them for me. How you feeling about San Fran? No, I kind of feel the same way, man. Look, I, I thought that was a huge win for them two weeks ago against the Vikings, right? But, you know, one thing that's worrying me right now, Chad, is the loss of Debo Samuel. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. They look like, a, they look like a, a different team without him on the field. I'm not necessarily too worried about the loss to Seattle. How many times in this podcast have we brought up that that NFC West is kind of weird, Right. Teams that are supposed to win football games when they play in that that division rivalry, whatever they got going on over there in the West Coast and the NFC, it's weird. No, you know the 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 favorite doesn't always win the football game there. Um, they they almost came back and won that game. Yeah, you know against Seattle, they were very close. Definitely had a chance Um, at the end. George Kittle is, is coming back alive. Uh, but honestly, I really think that their run is going to be dependent on, on Debo Samuel. It sounds crazy, but, like, this guy is playing, what is it? I would say top five receiver. There's a lot of great receivers in the NFL this year, and it's yeah. funny. You got Cooper Cup in that division. You got oh, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins in that division. You know, you, you got DK Metcalf, but Debo Samuel is the guy that's really been been stepping up and kind of carrying this offense. Um, Brendan Ayuk is waking up, but he's just not Debo Samuel. Yeah. So, I think their schedule, man, it's kind of mixed, right? I think they can get to nine wins, but it, it, they're going to have to play some very mistake-free football here, man. So, I don't know. Man. I, I, that's what I see from them. Defense is solid. I mean, Kyle yeah. Shanahan is a, is a really good coach. Um, I think he's – honestly – he, the way that they're playing lately, it's kind of saving his job, in my opinion, because you know I was ready to like boot him off the. Oh yeah, I remember that before they got on that little three-game winning streak. Of course, I remember. <laughs> um, I never wavered. Actually, I lied. I wavered, and then they immediately started winning games. Uh, um, but yeah, no, you hey, talked listen. about yeah, exactly. You talked about the defense is 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 improved. Um, last year they were really a bad defense for the most part last season. I thought kind of went under the radar, but yeah, now they're back up to six total defense. I mean, they're fifth against the pass. So, you know, Fred Warner, looks like he's going to be able to go in that Cincinnati game here on Sunday. Debo Samuel, they're still saying is probably going to miss this week. That'll be a second consecutive game out with that groin injury. 
hopefully not too much after because like you said man he's the guy that makes their offense go and as refreshing as it was to see the offense run through George Kittle on Sunday um you know I just like it better when both of those guys are in the lineup right I just like to see a situation where they're able to play those two and have Elijah Mitchell in there who really is seems to be the only running back that they trust to give heavy amounts of carries to also also didn't practice today who's that Mitchell yeah, he did not practice. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, he's dealing with a concussion and, and uh, I forget, one other injury as well. But, yeah, so the injury is kind of starting to pile up for Sam Fran, which is, it's you know, I feel like we kind of get get to that point every year uh, around this time where we're starting to say they're just so injured, so injured. Um, and it's been a theme for them. The one bright spot, um, well, I mean, they have, still have some bright spots. I think they're still going to make the playoffs. Um, but Joe or Nick Bosa... Man, has he turned it on this year. 12 sacks this season. Um, you know, coming off that torn ACL from last year, I had major concerns. And he's, you know, come back better than ever. Had nine sacks as that in that rookie year, but has turned it up this year. 12 sacks in 12 games already. Um, and as you said, Brandon Ayuk, man, the first six games, only nine catches. Um, you know, was barely getting any snaps. Fantasy owners were pissed. Uh, and now in the last six games, 26 catches. Averaging over 15 yards a catch, so you know, trying his best to replace Debo Samuel, but like you said, you don't, you just don't replace Debo Samuel. Um, yep. So it does really hinge on can they get him back? I think if they can get him back for that Falcons game, really, because because then if they can win Falcons, Titans, Texans, if they can win that three game stretch, then that'll get them to nine wins, which I think can secure a spot, especially in the NFC. So that's the that's kind of the key area for me. Or for them to me, uh, let's move on back over to the NFC East. We're just flipping, we're just flip flopping um, across the country. We're talking about Philadelphia, the Eagles, a team that I've actually been kind of high on this entire season. They're six and seven right now, finding themselves a half game out. Where, where do you see from Philly, who's on a bye this week? What have you seen from them recently, and and, and what are you looking for the rest of the season? They discovered the run game, man. You know, they lately, uh, I don't know, was it the last five, six games? Yeah, about they, the last just, five. You know, they, they just been running the ball in a combination of Kenneth Gainwell and, and, and Bart Scott and Jordan Howard. And now Miles Sanders got, got back into the mix last week and had a huge game with 120 yards. Uh, tweaked his ankle, so I'm not sure... I don't have an update right now on that, but it's good that they have a bye week, right? Um, my question to you, Chad, do you see a quarterback controversy? Because now it's not <laughs> like you can just play on Sunday. You have a whole extra week to think about the Gardner Minshew, uh, Jalen Hurts. And I'm not going to lie, man. Gardner Minshew, at least throwing the ball? Oh, yeah. Really good. I told you my Philly fan friends were telling me that they're already uh... – committed to to mince you for the rest of the season um but no i, th- I actually do you think, think do you think do you think you'll make that change because it's not like you are in the playoff hunt because of Jalen hurts do you really make that change right now just because of one game i i say no yeah i say no i don't think they will i think it's a fun narrative and look i like uh, Minshew a whole heck of a lot more than i like Jalen hurts to be fair um but they've got four huge divisional games. We talked about it um, when we were talking about Washington, but they still have their season series with them. 
and then they have a Giants game and a Cowboys game. So they have four NFC East games left as well. I don't think you have time to really kind of screw around and look to kind of incorporate Minshew as the starter um, when you're really looking to to win games, right? I mean, not looking to. You need to win games to kind of get into that playoff push. So uh, my concern with Hurts, though, has really just been the fact that he, first off, he's the leading rusher on the team, um, which isn't necessarily bad, but it's the fact that it's, not even the design stuff. It's the look for the first open guy. If that guy's not open, then just run. You know, and, and yep. to me, I think it's fun to see that in certain spurts in games. And you've seen it work sometimes. But over the course of a year, that's just not how you win games. Um, and, they haven't, and they haven't been doing that lately. Yeah, they, exactly. They learned to just give it to the running back. Yeah, Bob's exactly. Throw the ball. Let me just hand the ball off. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, the weird thing with him is... He is a hundred percent better, you know, as a quarterback when he's getting blitzed, when he's facing, when he's facing pressure. You know, I'm looking at his numbers right now against the blitz, 107 quarterback rating, seven touchdowns, one interception. When he's not blitzed, 73 quarterback rating, six touchdowns, seven interceptions. I think the problem with him is he just doesn't want to slow down. You know, he doesn't want to slow down. He just wants to play fast, 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 fast. First read, go, you know, if it's not open, run, you know, second read, go, whatever. So, he, you know, it's not really speeding up him up at all when he's facing the blitz because that's already what he's used to as a quarterback. So just my little thought about him. Can, can I give you the key to success with the Eagles? And this is going to sound like common sense. Go ahead, this please. This is the way I look at it, Chad, right? Talk to me. If you, if you can't control the line of scrimmage, with no more than five guys on defense against the Eagles, yeah. you've got a good stop, a good chance of stopping these guys, right? If you need no more than five guys to stop the run, right, to contain that run, and yeah. some teams are able to do it, right? Yeah, you know, really good I, I teams. Like it's, yeah, like the Patriots. I think the yeah. Patriots defense can probably do it. Um, the thing is, if you're able to force the, the Eagles to throw the ball, you got a chance because you just need to sit back. Enjoy your zone. Drop five, you know about six guys. Just mm-hmm. just play that zone, and you're going to be able to make Jalen Hurts pay. You know, good quarterbacks in the NFL, you can't do that, right? You you drop back, you no know, six guys, seven guys. That means you're not putting a lot of pressure. Some dudes will pick you apart. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Jalen Hurts is the opposite. If you do <laughs> that, he's going to give you a chance to win the game. So. Gotta gotta stop the run with four, maybe five guys at the most in that box and kind of bait him into throwing the ball without necessarily blitzing him. Just wait for it. Mm, you know? Nice, I like that. I, I'm just saying, just just wait for it. He's he's gonna give you a present. <laughs> Thanks. I like that. Sounds good, man. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I know. And, and when you were talking about the line, you know, controlling the line of scrimmage. I think for Philly, when they've been able to control the line of scrimmage in the passing game, um, really on both sides of the ball, that's really when they've been effective. You know, their pass blocking as a unit, they've had six games of over 75 grade, you know, for their pass blocking for by PFF. 6-0 and in those games. So, and then also their they pass. Got, they got two bookend tackles, man. Yeah, no, and I, look, I'll be the first one to say I was laughing at that deal for the left tackle before the season when he had barely played half a season in his career. And guess what? He's looking like one of the better tackles, one of the best tackles almost in the NFL. So, 
and and also their pass rush on the other side of the ball, five games over a seventy-five grade, five and zero oh in those games, boss. So their their line and I look, I've been saying it. I'm sorry, I'll keep patting myself on the back, but their line is is able to keep them in games, and I think they've been able to use figure out how to use the offense based around the offensive line, which is the strength of this team. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, one more other thing. I, I got to give a quick shout-out to Darius Slay because I was killing that trade and his contract when it got signed. And, man, he's been balling. I mean, the last four games, he's only given up five catches, 45 total yards allowed in four games. That's it. That's a number one corner. I'm thinking the switch to number two maybe helped unleash his superpowers. Um, it's just a little theory that I'm working on, though. I'm not sure. And and then the last thing on Philly, man, please can we get my guy, and this is one of the few Eagles that I like, although I feel like I'm being really pro-Eagles right now, which is concerning me. Mm. One of my favorite guys on this team, Miles Sanders, man. Can we get the guy in the end zone? How is he their best back? He's probably their best skill player on offense, maybe outside of Devontae like Smith. I like to give it to Kenneth Gainwell, man. I, I like to give it to Kenneth Gainwell. Ba- Boston there. Scott has four rushing touchdowns yeah. this year. He's five foot six, and yet my boy, my guy Miles Sanders can't get a single one. Um, so man, just get him, get him a touchdown before the season's over. Yo, Miles, you look really good in a Dolphin uniform. Just letting you know. Gosh, man, you're trying to trade. You're trying to. You're trying to pick off every team's running back. You're trying to get Tony Pollard. You're trying to get Miles Sanders. I mean, goodness, man. You're not. Sh- you're not shy, are you? Oh no, hey, definitely. Hey, 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 Ramondre. I know you're in your rookie year, but you're on two years. Hey. To come down to Miami. <laughs> hey, you're you're taking that. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. You're taking that line to to heart right now. <laughs> I've been rejected many times in my life. I'm good. Hey, and you're and you're a good man for it. Uh, <laughs> but let's go ahead and move on. The last team we're going to talk about in this NFC. Um, Why? Why? <laughs> go ahead. I don't know why, They're but gonna... <laughs> I, I mean, because the thing is, because the thing is right now we're looking at their schedule and there are two games that there's no way in hell they're going to win and they're going to have a, a fourth quarter lead in both of them. Uh, and that team that we're talking about is the Minnesota Vikings, the five and seven just lost to Dan Campbell, Minnesota Vikings. Boss, I just want to, I actually just want to spend this time talking about, did you watch like, did, were you able to watch at all, even, like, on a replay or something, that Jared Goff drive? Like, the actual, the full drive? The drive? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. The drive. I mean, it's called, they're calling like, it the drive in Detroit. Uh, how much was it him, and how much was it, like, the Minnesota defense just kind of so that's what I'm, him? That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> when, when Minnesota scores, I'm sitting here thinking, man, I don't know if what, there's a... What, what? Why are the defensive backs so deep into the end zone? <laughs> well, well, no. Initially, I'm thinking, man, I don't know if there is a quarterback I would want to have less than Jared Goff right now to run this two-minute drill with no timeouts because for some reason, Dan Campbell wanted to call them all earlier. Um, but when I, I'm giving Dan Campbell the week off. I'm giving Dan Campbell the week off. He's in the philosophy. You can't take those home. So, you know, 
Dan, Dan Campbell treats time. Dan Campbell treats timeouts like those casino coke or those casino coins you get that you're about to leave. Exactly. 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 Those chips. Those chips. Oh my goodness. Oh man. And then he does it. And it's like Minnesota, you gonna do anything? Nah, like, we're gonna we're gonna play like super prevent. We're not playing prevent. We're playing super prevent. Rush you three. Guys can take all to your knees. Three man rush. Somehow you can't stop them from getting fifteen yards of play when with eight DBs on the field. I mean, almost had an interception. Almost had an interception. Jared Goff. Well, I mean, that's just golf, though. That's you. that's golf do, for you. Yeah, but his DNA of I gotta lose this game kicked in. But there was like a manual tried. over. There he was tried. a Dan Campbell manual override. Man. <laughs> but um, yeah, honestly, that's really the only thing reason I put Minnesota. They're five and seven. Their defense is actually horrible. Like their defense is horrible right now. Mm-hmm. Bottom bottom quarter of the league in pretty much every statistical category. Mm-hmm. He, you know, you hit it on the head when you were saying, "Why do we even have to talk about this team?" That's how I feel about Cousins. Like this this oh. game was my dissertation on why he can have all he can have the best QBR, QB rating, touchdown to INT. I mean, he can have all those numbers, but just in a game that ever means anything or anything that just as a guy on my team, I would just never want to have Kirk Cousins. So, and that's my, this game is my full evidence that I would present to the jury. Here you go, your honor. Here, here's the, uh, here's the verdict. Guilty uh, charged. <laughs> Uh, so any more any more thoughts on any additional thoughts from Minnesota or on Minnesota no. from you? Watch them win this game. Just tomorrow. so my no my prediction for you is which one of home for the Rams or at Packers are they gonna win? Because you know they're gonna win one of those after they've like officially been eliminated from the playoffs by the Bears. You said home home to the Steelers. Which wait which two games? Oh, home, Rams home Rams are at the Packers. Which one of those are they going to inexplicably win? Man, I I think home, home versus Rams okay. is going to go all the way down to the fourth quarter. Yep, I I feel that way too. And then which Bears, which game to the Bears do you think let they'll let oh. in their season? You think they're going to lose to them at home in the last game of the year, or they'll just get it out of the way and lose at Chicago in two weeks? You know, I think I think in the true Minnesota Vikings way, <laughs> week eighteen, lose that home game, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to lose at home. <laughs> uh, no, you know what it's going to be. Fields? Justin Fields is gonna have the game of his career. He's I, I can throw for four hundred and thirty yep, yards. Yeah, I can already see exactly what's gonna happen. They're gonna win this next three. They're gonna win Pittsburgh, the road game against Chicago, and they're gonna beat the Rams at home. They're gonna be oh. eight and seven, and it's gonna be like, all right, we just oh. need to win one of these last two. Get killed by Green Bay, obviously, and then, like you said, Justin Fields rolls into town and, and, and knocks and them out. Know, it, 
and, and we know how we're gonna sell Kirk Cousins for 2022, Chad. Talk to me. Dalvin Cook is not gonna make it to game to, to week 18. Oh no, hundred percent. Jefferson, Jefferson, he, he never does, right? Jefferson no. is gonna tweak something. Yeah, no, they're gonna start he's holding gonna guys something. out. They're gonna hold guys out, and the reason will just say protecting Cousins' value. That'll be the injury. <laughs> Uh, and then we're just gonna we're gonna blame it on the offensive line because that's absolutely, absolutely. And then Kirk, Kirk is coming back for 2022, and we're <laughs> all about the Vikings again. And Kirk, God oh, bless. Man. All right, boss, give me so give me your two playoff teams then out of Minnesota, Philly, San Francisco, and and Washington. Yeah, I'm gonna give I'm, I'm gonna give go with Washington and San Francisco, man. Okay, I'm kind of kind of similar, like how we had in the AFC. I'm with you on one, pivoted on the other. I got San Francisco as well. I have Philly making it. I have yeah, Philly I making it. <laughs> I can't quit the Eagles, man. In. I can't quit the <laughs> I can't in. quit the damn Eagles, uh, which is gonna be funny because we're they're gonna knock out Dallas <laughs> in a playoff game, and I'm gonna somehow be both vindicated and heartbroken at the same time. Uh, if that happens, I gotta go check in on you, right? Oh no, that w- no, no. <laughs> I don't even know what would be the appropriate way to handle that one. So I don't, I don't even want to think about it or talk about it right now, though. Um, boss, I tell you what, that's gonna go ahead and do it for this episode, um, guys. We appreciate you. We had a jam-packed one today. Gonna be back later this week with our picks for this upcoming week. We appreciate you guys. We thank you for all the support. Hope you guys are staying safe, and we will talk to you later. Ciao.